episode 12 coming at you now we are at the studio in new york with dj pj it's uh it's a wednesday it's hump day so much has happened since the last time i've seen you you went to miami with your parents Mm -hmm. says no one ever i know you do that i do do that it was the least slutty miami trip in the history of the world but you've been doing that for a long time did that like did that go from a little kid trip that you used to go with your yes. family and then you just you're like 37 <laughs> i'm like almost old. 40 years old yeah <laughs> they still take me and like at the hotel and yeah are you the last person ever to do like family trips easily easily it's the same thing we did when i was like eight years old only i just do it now as a very grown adult well i feel like yeah so you go down to miami out of all places to go with your family miami has got to be maybe behind vegas as the worst place to go with your parents it was the first time since i was like literally 15 that i went to miami and did not consume a single drink of alcohol well that your parents don't drink do they no but i usually go out when i go with them i like use it as a free trip but i the thing was i had as you know i went to a bachelor party a few weeks before in miami which was insane so i'm just like i i can't party right now how do you party previous years you go out absolutely and your parents are in the hotel do you have two separate rooms you guys all in one room no we're all in one room (laughs) i share a bed with my dad or my mom i swear to god what is the best case scenario for you if you go out you can't bring a girl back to the hotel room with your parents i mean that's a fast way to meet your parents that's a very fast way to meet your parents in the same room um the best case scenario is to go and party and you know if if i'm looking for something we can go somewhere else but uh I don't know. I just like going out. But this has that ever happened time. though? Have, have you ever gone out and a girl is interested, and then you're like, "You, I'm sure you don't tell her my parents are in the hotel." <laughs> but do you get like a separate hotel? Got a hotel room at the Fontainebleau. Oh, nice. They just have a few uh, roommates. Is that oh, where you guys like, stay? Uh, we stayed at Eden Rock this time. Oh, I don't know was, what that is. I know what the Fountain Blue is. Yeah, it's right next to there. But have you ever done that? Have you ever gone out and then a girl I wants brought to... a girl back to the room with my parents? No, I have not done that. No, I know you wouldn't do that. that but what did you, have you ever got another hotel room? I thought about it. I thought, but we usually stayed the Holiday Inn, which would be like a little more feasible. But the Eating Rock's actually really expensive. It was like over seven hundred a night. So I'm like, well, if I find someone, I'm not getting a hotel room here. You would have to go to another place, mm-hmm. or hopefully they would have a. Hotel. What if in a worst case scenario, you meet a girl, you guys are like totally clicking. It's down in Miami. You're on the family trip. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to keep the night going. And you're like, well, I can't, I can't go back to my room. It's occupied. And then she's like, well, my parents are in my room. Then <laughs> we got to go to the beach or something. Go to the beach. There's some other, apparently there's some other. Have you ever done that? Who, Have you ever hooked no. up with a girl on the beach? Um, Have you done that, Mike? I, uh, yes, I have. Really? When I was it seems well, wildly uncomfortable. It's it actually uncomfortable. it's actually pretty cool. The uh, I was playing at a gig in Outer Banks, uh-huh. and you stay with the owners. They have this like big place. But I was like, I'm not bringing. I met some girl on Tinder or whatever, and she came to the show. And for the whole week that I was there, it was actually really nice. We on had, the we beach? like we were like dating for the week. It was fantastic. Yeah, because she was staying at her sister's place. I was staying at these people's place, and so we just went to the beach and we would fool around. Doesn't the sand? The sand like, seems like a you orifice. Bring a towel, you bring a towel. You're also a little drunk. No. You bring a bunch of beer onto the beach. It's completely dark. It's actually not not the worst thing that ever happened. I guess I don't know if I could ever do that. 
Sand I've seems, never done sand that. Sand seems like it would be an issue when you're trying to. Sand seems like it's uh, always an issue. It always side of areas. It always finds its way yeah. into places, and that's the last thing we need. Sure, that's but again, we're talking towels. Put towels, a big blankets down. I don't think towels do anything at the beach. Okay, well, I mean, it, it's a mild, small layer between you and <laughs> a disaster. I don't think I've ever had sex on the beach, to be honest with you. I mean, for something that a whole drink was named after, not many people have done it. No, no. It seems good in theory, but sex on the beach as a drink seems impractical. Mm. I mean, sex by the poolside. Sex on the beach is it good? I wonder why they call it a sex on the beach. We can find out. We can find that out. It's like all sugar. I like learned how to make them. Actually, it's like orange juice and more other sugary shit. But there has to be a reason why they call it that. Sex by the pool could have been another drink. Sex by the pool sounds a little bit better because there's no sand. It's so much cleaner. But then other people can see you at the hotel. I did think about that. I'm like, well, I need to find, if I need to go somewhere at the beach, because the hotel is on the beach. But uh, no, I just, well, I didn't even go out. But uh, But I'm, and you don't swipe either. A lot of people don't know that about you. Uh, I've never been on a date on a dating app. That's incredible. In 2023, that's incredible. Do we have an answer? Yeah. Can you pull your mic up closer to your face? Oh, yeah. Go like that. Just pull it pull towards you. There you go. Oh, wow. Technology. Uh, Yeah, it was invented in the 1980s by Florida bartender bartender Ted Pizio. His name was definitely Ted. Ted Ted is such an 80s bartender name. It is such an 80s bartender name. According to this, it says he came up with a concoction as a way to promote peach schnapps and named it after sex and the beach, which is considered to be the two main attractions of spring break. <laughs> True. I didn't even know there was peach schnapps in it. There is. I couldn't tell you for a million dollars what a schnapp is. It's a liqueur. It's just like a... It's like a it literally just tastes liqueur. like peach alcohol. I mean, I've been... I've pretended to know what even liqueurs are in my life. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a nice liqueur. Didn't which you, is, you never bartended? I resort style bartended, but that was like you know margarita machines stuff like that. But I don't know how to like. You don't know peach schnapps is in it. What is in? Do you know what is in the Sex on the Beach? Any any of the ingredients? Uh, cranberry. Cranberry. Because <laughs> I just said o- that. <laughs> orange juice. Orange juice. Yeah. Ooh. Well, peach schnapps. Peach schnapps. Vodka. There's one, there's one more. Vodka. Vodka. There you it's go. a vodka drink. I don't like vodka drinks though. I've never liked vodka drinks. Well, you're a beer guy. Nah, I like. I'd rather have a rum drink if I'm gonna have a tropical drink. I'm a rum guy too, actually. A dark rum is nice. I can't do dark rum anymore. No. Why? What happened to you? Spring break. Uh, you got sex on the beach. Spring break, Panama City, and uh, I drank an entire fifth of Captain Morgan's within a 24-hour period, probably a 10-hour period, and now the smell of it still brings me back to that pukey vomity. What's the still uh, brings you back? And how yeah, long? How still, long ago? I mean, this is twenty years ago, maybe. And it still has like, twenty beers still can't ago. Do it. Twenty beers. Ago. Twenty beers ago. Yeah, I just can't. It just it just reminds me of a time in my life I can no longer mess around with. Oof. I have that with coconut rum. Oh I'm man, I'm completely out Malibu? of the coconut Malibu. <laughs> Malibu put me out. I was 15 years old. Same here. Out. Yeah. I'm out on coconut rum. I can't even go near it. I smell it and I puke. Yeah. In my brain, I puke. I don't. I had the same memory puke. when I was fifteen. Yeah, it's rum. I think rum has, is a lot of people's least favorite drink because you get so lit. Yeah, you do. You get it super lit. And I, got, I got super lit. Fifteen, sixteen years old. I drank. I feel like I, at the time, I felt like I drank an entire bottle of coconut rum, but it, it was most likely like three drinks. But th- when you're sixteen, like three coconut rum drinks, that put me out. I fell asleep under a pool table. Wow. 
puked. Rum was what we were stealing from our parents when we were like in high school and stuff. So that makes sense. There was a lot of Goldschlager around parents' houses. Goldschlager, Jaeger, liqueurs. You got your hands on whatever you could. I feel like I don't know anyone who's purchased Goldschlager non-ironically. Middle school and high school. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's it. Goldschlager you had in middle school or high school, but then after that, I've never gone to the store and bought Goldschlager. I've I mean, never it's essentially seen, like yeah. fire, Fireball, isn't it? Isn't it a cinnamon drink? I think it's a cinnamon drink with gold flakes, which I don't even know how you... Anytime they're like, oh, yeah, this has... You know, they have you ever seen those... Uh, that steakhouse you could do like a gold leaf steak? Mm, I don't understand how you eat gold. Like, what's the process of making that? It seems unnecessary. It seemed cool when you were like 17, but... But how do you eat gold? How do you eat gold flakes? Mm -mm. How do you digest it? It's a Swiss cinnamon schnapps. Yeah, you're right. It's like a fireball, Fireball. but it's liqueur. It's a liqueur. It's a schnapps, which is But how do you eat gold? I don't don't understand that fundamentally. I think because gold's like a natural mineral. Is it real gold that's in a gold gold schlager? You'd think that you'd have some shimmery shits at a minimum. That's a good point, though. I literally don't even think I've seen anyone drinking Goldschlager in like 15 years. No, I haven't. Another one that bit the dust was the Jaegerbomb. The Jaegerbomb. Jaegerbomb. I still see Jaeger at bars, but no one orders it. No. I used to have Jaegerbombs every time I went out when I was in college. And they used to have—do you remember when they made—Jaegerbombs were increasing in popularity, (laughs) and then they came up with those plastic— throwaway Jaeger bomb glasses that had a spot in the middle for the Jaeger and then around the what? outside. Mm-hmm. You remember mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, those are big. They there was a plastic a plastic cup that was a throwaway cup, but in the center it had another little compartment where you put the Jaeger in mm-hmm. and then the outside is where you put the Red Bull. Red Bull. The Red Bull, right? It was okay. Red Bull and just Red Bull and Jaeger was the Red formula. Bull and Jaeger, yeah. That was popularized by what was that like it was like a vine before YouTube or no, something? No, no, no. It was, what a, was that stupid thing that <laughs> I'll take two Jaeger bombs, Chief. Remember that video? What was that from, though? What was that from? It was just like one of the first viral videos. It was like on this E-bombs is before World. YouTube or like yeah. Vine or some E-bombs World. E-bombs World, and it was it was spread around, like college kids like us. We watched it. I'll take two Jaeger bombs, Chief. <laughs> Remember when he was like jacked? Yeah, he had like carried the protein around. Yeah, he had the protein. It was actually you, basically. It was it was me, like when I was like pledging fraternity. But I, my twenty first birthday. I got hammered off of grape bombs, which was three. What, what's the name of the vodka? Three olives. Three olives was a three big olives grape scented vodka, not scented, scented. flavored. Three olives grape flavored vodka with Red Bull is what I drank all night on my twenty first birthday, and it was one of the only times I ever put a dip in like tobacco. Oh really? Puked everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so Goldschlager does have real gold. The urban legend what? is that, that it contains gold flakes, so that it can cut your throat and stomach, therefore delivering the alcohol directly to your bloodstream for quicker intoxication. That sounds fucked up. And the consensus—that's the urban legend. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's and the consensus real. is there's approximately 0.1 grams of gold in in each bottle. And I did the math. That's about five dollars worth of gold. That's it. That's what it says. Seems like a lot to that be honest. Like with that lot, seems like yeah. a, like they're wasting a lot of money there. Can you? Is there any pictures of the so factory? You can consume gold. Well, how do they make? What does the factory look like? There's like a guy like spinning a pot full of <laughs> full of like what whiskey? Is it? Is that a liqueur? And then there's just gold bars being shaved. I don't understand the process. I don't get it. I still don't get it. I don't know. It just seems like it seems like a um, 
real heavy security to make a real shitty yeah. drink. She's got <laughs> truckloads of gold flakes coming in. You got to have armed guards. To, There's had to be to someone in the on the gold schlager team who's just like, why don't we just do make these artificial flakes? Or you could just put quotes around gold. <laughs> and then, yeah, they don't have to put real gold in there. <laughs> yeah, the guy who owns the company's grandfather took the name a little too literally. It seems protected because I can't find any images or videos of the production line. Of mm. what? Of Goldschlager. The production line, yeah. I'm trying just... to find like the production and it doesn't really... There's nothing going on here. It's just ironic because it like seems like it should be such a fancy drink, but it's really for like college kind of trashy, students. Yeah, it's it's like, trashy. Actually, like, it was low, in super bad or actually high key trashy. Do you remember the yeah, name? Yeah, I watched it a few days ago. They're when they were like trying to go to the party. The guys. What, the guy what's the fake name? The fake name of it in the movie? Do you remember? Of Goldschlager? Yeah. No. Goldslick. <laughs> yeah. Could you pick up a um, bottle of Goldslick? Yeah, you got to get me no. a bottle of Goldslick. That's my favorite. That's my yeah, favorite. Totally. A little gay, but I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great movie. Yeah. You watched the movie? I did. Are you proud of me? Yeah. Yeah. I still think we've never watched a movie together. We were gonna. I was gonna do trivia last night, and they're like, "Oh, it's Hulu shows." I was like, "Okay, nope." I'm like, "Oh, anything... Hulu? I thought it was just presented by Hulu." It was, but then I think it was. Oh, I invited you, um, but I think it was just about Hulu shows, which I would have been terrible at. I would have been terrible at too. You know what movie? You know what show we watched? Uh, Rhea thinks this is hilarious, and it was one of those moments where I'm like, "I can't believe I'm married to this woman." She thinks that Shit's Creek is the funniest thing she's ever seen, and I've seen I don't get it. a few episodes, it. actually. I don't get it at all. I love that show. I don't get it. I think it's really funny. I'm watching the first season, and it's I'm— It's a guy from uh, American Pie, right? The, yeah. Levy? I find the acting to be terrible, and it's just all one note. It's one joke. The entire first season is one joke. These rich people in a poor town, done a hundred times— this has guy has like a lot of clothes and he needs to sell them. Like they have, they're used to fancy stuff and they don't have it anymore. It's one joke the entire season. I mean, it's kind of if you like the best in shows, if you like that style of of comedy, the Eugene Levy style of comedy of all those movies that he's done, then you would like it. But maybe, yeah. maybe are I you just not? Don't get have it. you seen Best in Show? No, or, never okay. seen Best in Show. Yeah, you should really get onto those. They're really funny. I'm giving Shit's Creek a try, you but are. I she's, we she's did she dragging you into it. Yeah, and I kept my mouth shut for the first five episodes, and I I <laughs> leaned over to her last night, and I'm like, Rhea, I fucking don't understand what the fuck, why people <laughs> like this. With all the love in my heart, I've given this five episodes, and I have not laughed Five once. is patient. I don't understand what why people like this at all. And I know some people give, like, the, well, the first season. You got to give it the first season. You got to give it the first 74 episodes before <laughs> it gets like, good. <laughs> I really don't get it. And I, I want to like it because I want to watch something with her that she likes. But I truly don't understand why people love it. What other shows does she like? Have you tried? What, what else have you tried? She's like a friend. Like, she's friends. I'm Seinfeld. She likes Gilmore Girls. I mean, she is just like a girly girl. So you girly can't girl. like friends because you like Seinfeld? Or no, no, you no. Just don't like I, friends? No. I, we've had this argument. Categories? We've had the argument that I think Seinfeld is just a much better show, and she completely disagrees. Yeah. But she likes the long story arc of friends. She likes the fact that, like, there's like. You know, Ross and Rachel get together and break up. She likes the long arc of, like, the story of Friends, where I, for the opposite reason, I like to be able to jump into a Seinfeld episode, and they're all standalone. And you don't—you yeah. can—if you know the inside jokes uh, that 
transpire through seasons and knowing the characters it makes it funnier but it's not a requirement where like you jump into a random friends episode and i'm like i don't know why i don't understand you have to know what's going on before a little bit yeah you can jump into random friends episodes but it's not as rewarding i think as a random seinfeld episode i think comedically people don't give enough credit to friends specifically the character ross because he's like the the lovable idiot, but I think he might be one of the funniest characters on that show. Ross, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. His lines, his comebacks, his he's, I think, brutally underrated in, in comedy. Because Chandler always got the big the big laughs. Yeah, but he was his lines were so clever and fun. I I like Friends more than I like Shit's Creek. Wow, it says a lot. Does it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because I, I think Shit's Creek is an incredibly good I truly don't understand. Show. Why? <laughs> what the hype is about Shit's Creek? Let me get tell I, you how. As a, someone in entertainment, I would give it the benefit of the doubt to be like, this isn't for me, but this is funny for some people. I truly don't get it. I, I'm I'm watching it and I have not laughed once in the I, entire show. This five is episodes the, in. Five episodes in. I find everyone unlikable. I think the acting is terrible. But they're supposed to be unlikable. I know. I know their character. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, even as unlikable characters are unlikable. Like I don't, I don't even root for them to be unlikable. So you haven't bought into the unlikability, is what you're not saying. even a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I literally can't stand the characters to the point where I had to tell her last night. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like the character who the of the girl who works at the motel. Mm -hmm. I wanted to throw my fucking shoe at the TV last night. What's her name? Misty, Cindy, Sloppy, Slicky, Cindy Sloppy. Yeah. What's her C name? Cindy Sloppy, Twyla. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not her name. The girl who works at the front desk oh, of the hotel. Oh, 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 um, Stevie. Stevie, brutally unlikable. Brutal. <laughs> I hate the way she delivers her lines. I I can't stand her character. It's I just can't. I've never stand seen it. you this angry about a show before. I'm angry because it's so hyped up. I wouldn't be this angry if it was just a show that we'd stumbled upon. Well, but it's it had, like it it's had so revered. From, it had to go from Canada first. And well, that then, explains and a lot. Then to America, mm. that that jump rarely happens, so there is something to be said about the show. This is a Canadian show. It's a Canadian I, show aired in Canada, and then it got picked up in America. I'm not taking is, away that people like it. Oh no, no, I'm just saying, like it, it, it took a lot for that show to get here. I get that, and you don't I've have seen to a few like episodes. it. I'm ambivalent. Yeah, Let me ask you this: it doesn't get me. Six degrees of separation. Have you ever seen Kevin can fuck himself on AMC? <laughs> no, it's our show. Top notch show. What is it? It's called Kevin can fuck himself. Kevin can fuck himself. And it's got um, Annie Murphy, who plays oh. Alexis, the, the sister. Okay. In Schitt's Creek. On A&E? AMC. AMC. And it's this, it's this very boring, classic sitcom setup when the character Kevin is in the room. And then every time he leaves, it turns this really dark, like, comedy drama thing. So anytime I've he's never in the even room, heard of it. I know, man. It's like it's this weird thing on A and E. I think it's only going three seasons total, and that's it. It's done. But it's it's called Kevin can fuck himself. Yeah, it's never really. Heard of that. I know. It's, it's like a weird one that happened on A. That's the name of a TV show. But it's really it's so like you're gonna watch it for five minutes and be like, this is the most trash shit I've ever seen. But once you get past the sitcominess of it, it it's like whoa, what's going on here? And then you start really getting into like this weird world of this woman and her hatred of her life and stuff. It's fucking <laughs> cool, man. I'm telling you, it took All me. Right, I was because my I heard about it and I was like, this show fucking sucks. And then as soon as it's the the real show hit, I was like, this could be the greatest show on television. Highly underrated. Well, I will. I'm. I think I'm. I'm stuck at watching Shit's Creek until its completion. Just to be. <laughs> How a good many seasons husband. are you gonna have to suffer through? 
as many as there are. I, I don't think you can stop once once I've committed to doing it. I'm in it. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. But I don't know. Maybe she'll let me off the hook of Shit's Creek. But I, I, I'm not liking it. But we'll see. Maybe there's a turning point. On the flip of that, I've been watching the Larry Sanders show, which is just unbelievable. It's so good. Uh, one of the most underrated shows ever. Took place all through the 90s on HBO when I think that just people didn't have HBO. Like, I think it would have been the curbier enthusiasm of the 90s, but just people didn't have HBO like they do now. Mm -hmm. It's just so, so, so good. Acting is great. The characters are unbelievable. Um, it's like a behind-the-scenes comedy in the uh, of, a, of a talk show, of a fake, of a fake late-night show, and it's just so good. Writing is unbelievable. Acting is unbelievable. I'm so far behind in the TV world. I just started watching Lost. Like I'm. Are you I'm, diving into Lost? I'm like literally. It's like the seventh show I've ever watched more than like three episodes of. So How I'm many like, episodes of Lost have you watched? I'm on. I've watched. I'm on the fourth season, which for as you know for me is, I have a little bit of ADD slash a lot. So you have a I'm lot of. Very ADD. proud of myself. Yeah. I heard it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, it gets weird. Rhea actually asked me if I wanted to watch Lost from season one, episode one, and that was just too much of a commitment. No? I mean, that's like hundreds of episodes that you're committing to. It's over 100. Yeah, it's a lot, and they're hour episodes. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. But you've casually jumped into it. The other yeah. show that I, I was proud of you that you dove into was The Walking Dead, which doesn't it's not very PJ at all. I watched the whole, all 11 seasons. That's like 70% of the TV I've watched in my entire life. But you're like legitimately a, f a fan of... Huge fan. Huge fan. Like, would you go to How like the conventions? The only other... I probably would. Which you is so it. off brand for me. I used to go but... to a bar in, when I was living in Atlanta when it first hit and it was like big. Oh, yeah. And huge. Because they Atlanta film show, in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And this bar we would do, they would do a, a Walking Dead watch night and you go eat and you drink and then the whole bar, this big bar just shuts the fuck up during the show and if anyone even peeps people lose their fucking mind it was really cool i would have been into that it was super fun yeah i don't watch a lot of uh like dramas or it doesn't seem like fiction. your speed no i watch more like cooking shows like anything cooking diners anything, and diggins and di diners driggins and dri <laughs> drive throughs anything that guy fietti does or gordon ramsay i'm like just full in when I'd casually wake up at like noon and when we were living together, I'd see you just like there, like like a dog in front of the TV. And like, all right, we are here in Alabama and look at this brisket. And you're like <laughs> so happy. I was like, uh, is that your Guy Vietti impression? <laughs> I love Guy Vietti because he's like, I so love the, the setups. Point? The setups are always the same. He gets they out are. of the car. He gets out of the. He's so excited every time, though. I got to give you that. He's like, when I'm looking for authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm looking for authentic tacos. I've come down here to Anna's place. Never would, can't believe I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. This is Anna's place. And then it cuts to the kitchen, and it's like, we got two tacos in the window. And then it goes to two mm -hmm. customers being like, I love Anna's, because when they make the tacos, it comes from the heart. This is Anna's Tacaria. <laughs> Every episode is the same. They're like always the same. Every on single one. I want to do a show called uh, Triple C. What's it's that? Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> and just, I just tour all the different Cheesecake Factories. I would join you in that. And bang the, Bang Shrimp, or the Bang Bang Chickens? And the cook, every time, he's just like, yeah, you just open the bag and fry it. <laughs> just a different food. It's just fried food, it, or it's, it's just frozen food, I think, at those places. Yeah, it's all bagged, processed stuff. We're here, but I'm looking for real deal Italian. Your two shows were the, uh, were, were the diners, diggins, and drive-ins, 
and um, the the mystery. What does that show? Ancient that aliens never has an ending. The mystery island where these Curse of Oak where these Island people are trying to find gold that like doesn't exist. Curse of Oak Island must be the biggest con in the history of television. You They're loved on it though. Fifteen seasons of the Curse of Oak Island. No one's has ever got. There's no curse that's ever happened to anyone, and they haven't found shit. They found like a wood fragment in season three. Yeah. And they like keep we really on getting might be renewed. Something. We're getting really close. That is purely a great name and a great hook of a show that they keep getting people to come back. It got you to come back, though. I know, because you watch it, and in the first 10 seconds of every single episode, they're like, they tell you there's an island that's cursed. Six people have died, and they say that seven must die to get the treasure. <laughs> and then you're like, maybe tonight's the episode. Someone's going to die tonight. Someone's going to die tonight. No one died. Finding no Bigfoot's another one. Went from Finding 2011 they, to 2018, they and never they found never shit. found him. Bigfoot has never been found. years. Like, oh, we found a footprint. Nope, this is just from a bear. <laughs> it's a deer. Keeps people like Jiggy hooked, at least. Curse of Oak Island, I was I was pretty hooked on. But I thought it was going to be a miniseries of like six episodes where maybe there was some conclusion. No conclusion at all. None. Curse of Oak Island is is now just like... It's kind of it's just trash history channel TV. The other show I never understood was uh, Ice Road Truckers. Like I don't know how the fuck they pitched that. What is it? It's literally what you think. It's about it's about truckers who drive on a frozen road in Alaska. <laughs> you literally take the two most boring things you could possibly watch, which is people driving a truck in the winter time. You mm -hmm. that's what the show is. And they just like try not to like slip and slide hit on a the polar road. bear and die. I guess. Ice Road Truckers is a real show. I think that was a response to, like, the uh, crab fishing shows. What is that? Crab, yeah. Greatest catch or uh, yeah. deadliest so catch. Deadliest catch, and they're like, what other jobs are deadly? And they're like, let's just find all the deadly all jobs. The yeah, yeah. Deadliest catch. Streetwalker. Anything in Alaska's got a chance just because it's so random and, like, extreme. Deadliest catch I, d I thought was more, way more interesting than Ice Road decent. Truckers. It was decent. It could keep my attention for a little bit, which says something. Yeah, you got the big waves. Yeah, there's stuff happening. You there's... got the little crabs coming out. Enough <laughs> movement to keep my boats. mind. You had multiple boats. They're all trying to compete for the haul. But Wait, What are you going to get forced into watching next, you think? I don't know. She dropped the Gilmore Girls on me last night, which I'm fucked. If I, I feel like at least 60% of the TV shows I, I know are from like what girls have made me watch with them. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I'll... I'll give her the I don't TV hate shows. Sex in the City, though. I think every girl I've ever dated, like, I've forced me to watch it. But, like, I was, like, I'm, like, kind of into it. Sex in the City is, like, a good show. Yeah, it is. I'd much rather watch that than uh, Jiss Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I got forced into Bravo shows over the pandemic. Oh, mm. God help and you. And now, I, well, listen, now I am fully in on Below Deck. Below Deck, yeah. I'm that's one in the house I watch. Fully in on Summer House. I'm fully in on Vanderpump <laughs> Rules. <laughs> Now Vanderpump and Summerhouse, nice. it was a lot harder for me to go to go go down, but I'm um, now I'm down the rabbit hole and I can't stop. Oh gosh, that's what they do. They have like the highly stylized show style that Below Deck I thought was fun because you had new Below Deck is like on What's a that? cruise boat, oh, not a cruise boat, Yachts. it's a yacht, and so you have like a rich guy who rents the yacht out for the week, and they're all usually like Australian deckhands. And they're all like banging each other, and there's drama on the boat. And then every episode, they have a new, 
customer Sounds who comes on fun. the boat and they're like, Mr. Johnson wants filet mignon, but we're in the middle of Alaska. We don't have, or wherever they're at. They're never in Alaska. <laughs> it's, but, I think it's fun because they're actually doing the work. Like the cast is actually they're real, cleaning they're the real toilets deckhands. and shit. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like, there is a little, there's an element of drama and like, setups but it's also like at the end of the day they have to put the slide out and clean the, the puke up when they the guest they throws put the up slide, yeah they have the slide that goes out they have the captain there's the cook who has to cook everything and they're all bloody uh, bloody mad they're all australians right they're usually british or it's like semester at sea but like a drama Basically, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the customers who rent this boat out for like a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, and then they get tipped at the end. They always tell you, they always tell the audience what they got tipped out, mm -hmm. right? They're like, oh yeah, we got two thousand dollars per person. They get a discount though for being on the show, so it's usually about fifty to sixty thousand for the charter, uh huh, which is like thirty forty percent less than it normally would be in exchange for, and they fly you out. They fly they you out to the pay boat for your flights if you're a guest put you up the day before whatever day after and then you but you have to pay like 50 60k anyway it's a lot so you still have to be rich but like they've had like celebrities have been on that shit yeah like what's his name uh some famous boston red sox player euclid giambi giambi oh yeah jason giambi he was on that no more <laughs> you don't know jason giambi that's yeah he never played in the red sox yeah he did his yeah. brother did oh okay didn't his bro i think his brother played on the, the red sox that Giambi played, I think his brother played for the Red Sox for a period of time. You know what I was looking at very... It was uh, Johnny Damon, I'm sorry. Johnny Damon, okay. yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, do you realize that the... This is very niche Boston, but do you realize that the Boston Bruins are having the best season in the history of the NHL this year? And no one even talks about it. I just Hockey's looked this up this like, morning. I feel like hockey is like becoming less popular. I don't know. No one talks about hockey. Mm. The Boston Bruins are 60 and 12. They're gonna have the best record in the history of the NHL, and I just looked at it this morning, and like, isn't it, my mom doesn't talk about it. I was looking at something of like the most popular sports in America, and like football is still by far number one. But like, people that said hockey was their favorite sport was like, it was a very small percentage. Same people like Shit's Creek. Same people. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are you a hockey fan? Are we like offending you right now? Or not even? No. I, don't oh, okay. like, I don't like sports at all. Oh, okay. I mean, I like sports, but yeah. I don't love any sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like going. I think going to hockey games is the is yeah. maybe the best sporting event to attend. Yeah, it's got the best smell. It's got the most unique smell of for sure. Sport, I, I went to a, a Canadians game in Montreal, and wasn't they weren't playing the Bruins? It was just a random Montreal Canadians game, and I left. and I was like, I totally get this. Well, they must be insane there. They're insane. Was I was it eating. Awesome? It was awesome. Canadians love hockey. The Canadians love hockey, and the Canadians that season were terrible. That's the thing. The Canadian teams are not even good. Like they, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens have won a Stanley Cup in decades. Mm -hmm. But you would never know by going to the game. And I'm eating Tim Hortons, the Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. Nice. I was just there, so I know what you're talking about. Tim Hortons is nice, man. Mm. They, what is their their Munchkins are called Timbits. They're all fucked up in Canada. Everything's all fucked up. <laughs> and just like Duncan here, it stinks. Yeah, or, or they instead of doing like a coffee regula, it's a double double, I think, or something, right? With two two creams, two sugars. I ate uh, snow when I was there. I was there a few weeks ago. It was the, the fuck last are you week talking of, about? It was the last week of their Winterfest in Montreal. What do you mean you ate snow? I ate snow. There's like a thing where you pour maple syrup. I don't even know. There's like a, a fancy word for it. You pour maple syrup on a snow cone. No, no, no. Like, it's literally real snow. You okay. pour maple syrup in a line, and then they give you a stick, 
and then you roll it up. <laughs> so you eat the maple syrup and it has snow on, outside of it. It's so like I Canadian. feel very Canadian. No, this is a real thing. I swear to God. I can back him up. I swear to God. When I was in Montremblay <laughs> skiing this uh, this year, they had a big thing of snow where you just like pour hot maple on it and it's it's like it's maple syrup and snow it could not be more stereotypical that is unbelievable you do a line of maple syrup and snow it's like canadian cocaine it's Cana- <laughs> it, it, it literally is yeah and it the craziest thing was although it was pretty sloppy you imagine how sloppy i got when i was eating it but it was actually pretty good maple syrup and snow it's mostly maple syrup i mean the but... snow is just to cool it off and turn yeah. it into like a hard piece of candy basically it it's like, frozen maple syrup. It yeah. freezes the maple syrup, yeah. It's like chewy. Okay, so it becomes like a taffy. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It like takes 30 seconds to freeze or whatever, and uh, yeah, we're eating outside, and it's good. Canada is like the America upside down. It is. It's just like yeah. friend. everyone's like hot and friendly. Like Montreal. So friendly. Everyone's just nice. It's very off-putting. <laughs> yeah, especially in, like if you say hi to someone like they you do here in New York, they're like, "You trying to rob me?" But I don't know. Just like not not Quebec, Quebec City, they're fake French. They they're all a little bit. They all think they're French. You know what I mean? Because they speak French. <laughs> it's it's French light. Yeah, it's French light. They they bring the attitude, but it's like well, you live in you're in you're in Mont- you're in Quebec. Grow up. Yeah, people they love their Frenchness well, though. <laughs> yeah, people in France. Hate the people from there. Well, not hate, but they, they like they think they're like trashy. You talk about really weird a society who just like chose to not have. I mean, they've latched onto multiple different things where I don't even know what the fuck they are anymore. Like their money has the or used to have the queen on it, mm-hmm. which is British influence, but they speak French. They're very proud of it too, and they're kind of like Americans. So I don't get it. Like, are, are they French, British, American-ish? They're, they, they have a lot of, they try to like preserve their culture a lot because every place around them speaks English, like the US and basically all of Canada. So, but isn't there some irony in that? They only speak French because they were conquered by the French. Yeah, I know. They're very, they're very proud to be uh, from there. Conquered. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but- the, their nickel, dime, quarter, loony, and toony is all Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> She's on everything. She's on everything. But that's British influence. The five bill is Sir Wilfrid Mm -hmm. Laurier, the Candorum Two, whoever the hell that is. No, what's interesting too that I found as someone who's like I'm into hotels, is all the Fairmont hotels through Canada. Or you know the Fairmont hotels. That's where I stayed when I went to Montreal a few weeks ago. That's where we stayed too. Oh yeah, we we missed each other by a day. That was like a modern one. But a lot of the Fairmont hotels, if you look them up, they look like castles. They and they, sick. they built the Canadian railroad coast to coast, and along the route, they built all these Fairmont, like, castle-looking hotels. It was really interesting to see. It's also incredible. You think about workmanship of building a railroad. I, I don't know how they did it. Mm. I don't know how they did it. Think about that. Like, if you paid me a million dollars to build a railroad one block in New York City, it would take me my entire life. I don't think I'd be able to figure it out. But they went coast to coast, Boston, all the way to California. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Sounds like a pain in the ass to do. Such a pain in the ass. <laughs> and I got, what do you eat? You're out there eating buffaloes. Yeah. Change the country in, in the 19th century or whatever. 
1800s, right? Yeah, something That's like a, that. I, people should be hooting and hollering about the railroad being built. I guess they did at the time. But that's a very impressive feat that they built the entire railroad all the way to across the country. build a single piece of infrastructure across a whole country. Yeah. Is incredibly impressive. I wonder if you fast forward those people who built the railroad. in school. I well, loved history. <laughs> well, the, the, the reality is, is that Chinese laborers and, and underpaid workers and yeah. essentially slaves were the ones that were brought over. The us, PJ. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of PJs. Lots of PJs. It was Chinese laborers. Oh, that sucks. We didn't even do it. We didn't even do it ourselves. No. But there had to be a master plan of doing it. Like there was eleven thousand Chinese workers that um, were employed by the Central Pacific Railroad that That's built it? the Sacramento Cali- built the all the way out to Sacramento, California. Only eleven thousand people. That's still mm-hmm. impressive. It's, quite, it's a lot. If you fast forward though, and you took those eleven thousand people, and then you showed them a jet blue flight that goes from Boston to San Francisco in like, like four hours, hours, yeah, they would have been like, "What the oh, fuck." fuck. And to this day, our rail system still is, like, not that... Like, to get to Boston, it still takes me, like, five hours. You you love the train. You what, take what, the train more than the anyone else. Like. Boston to New York is another realm. Like, it in, always in takes... China, they, they have, like, a train that goes from, like, Beijing to Shanghai in, like, three hours. That's, like, across the country for us, like, distance. We never really... We step our game up. We never really got onto that high-speed rail type no. of thing. I wish we did, because... We can't even master low-speed rail. You saw that there's... <laughs> Rail the cars like yeah. flipping over in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. They're going yeah. like three miles an hour. You put your tinfoil hat on. It's not because we can't master it. It's because the auto lobby, man. The auto lobby. The car lobbyists. They don't want to have high speed rail because that means you got to buy less cars, and that's less. But isn't there? Is, a, that, is that true? That's got to be true. Do you think that there? What reason? But Amtrak is controlled. Isn't it like controlled by the government? Amtrak, American Track. And yeah. there, there's the lobbying. They lobby the government. They lobby to stop high speed rail. True high speed rail. So that they, you have to have a car. You have to have a car. That's why Elon Musk, he's doing like an under underground train thing. No, he's not. He never did. Underground train. Underground train. He'll get me to Boston in like oh, 50 minutes. No, maybe minutes. that's not what he's doing. He did one in Vegas. It was going to be the Hyperloop. Hyperloop. And it's just a tunnel underground that people drive Teslas through. There's that's no, sick. there's No, it's not. It's a tunnel. It's just a tunnel. There's nothing to it. But I thought there was a train that's no, supposed no. to be in there. No, no. Because he's he's nothing but smoke and mirrors. He's a snake oil salesman. It's just Teslas <laughs> driving back and forth, not self driving. They have people driving them, and you get in for twelve bucks or whatever, four bucks, and you go a mile, and then you get out. And people That's are like, it? the people are like, Elon's a genius. It's like he built a tunnel. He built a tunnel. There's nothing there. Sorry. So where do you stand on Elon? Guys, guys, <laughs> complete fraud. He's my hero. <laughs> in some ways, the guy's my hero because he's a complete and utter. It's a very interesting story. He goes from like town to town, just like pretending he built stuff. He hasn't invented a single thing. He had a spaceship that went to the moon. Nope. He bought into that company. Next. What? SpaceX? That's not he didn't start that company. SpaceX was around before he was around. Tesla. Well, I know if you look inside the capsule, it looks like a Tesla. Oh, then he's a genius. He did that. Hmm. He's a weirdo. He's a smart guy, but he's definitely definitely strange. You know, I have a skin tag on my eyeball. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was, like, thinking the other day, I got, like, an ad. Like, I don't know if my my phone is obviously listening to me, but I have a skin tag on my eyelid. What? You know, like, a little skin thing? Can you see that on there? It looks like a crumb, but it's a skin tag. Can you see that? On this? Yeah, like, right here. That's what that's called? A skin tag on my eyelid. That's, 
Oh, how does that? Happen? I don't know how to get it off. And then I I got targeted an ad on my Instagram. This little patch that you put on and it just falls off. But then it's on my eyeball. I don't want my eyeball to fall off. No, you need your eyeball. They have these little things that's like a tiny little rubber band with this this little poke thing, and you no. put the rubber Ugh. band over and it squeezes it and it falls off. No. Yeah. Should do it. Let's do it on the show. I would do that. You look great. Am week. I gonna bleed? No, no. If it just dies and falls off like dead skin. I don't know if I want to. We should do it live next time. I don't know if I can do that. I've done it. You should do it. We got to do it live. Wait, it instantly falls off? No, over like a week or so. I have to keep a rubber band on my eyeball for a week. It's that or a patch. Or I can get get some nail clippers. We can just do it right here, right now. But you have to keep a rubber band on my eyeball for a week. Do it. Do it. No, on your eyelid. This isn't something about Mary. But you I ever to, had a whitehead on your eyeball? I have to keep a rubber band on my eyelid. It's a tiny little clear thing. You can barely see it. It's How do you super get it? small. There's a little device, a little little like cone that you put right over the little thing and you scoot you scoot it down. It's a whole it's a tool. It's a whole thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's, I, I, I want to order one. Order one and we'll do it. I was thinking about this thing. I was looking in the mirror today and I want to get because I've I'm changing. I never up my, noticed uh, it. Really? You, yeah. I changed up my uh my my morning routine and I got this little um I've been trying to like do face stuff. Ooh. Because Rhea has like a well, What thousand are you using? Creams. Apparently apparently like face uh it's like it's like important for your hygiene, but what do you Face cleansing? You yeah. I never did like acne creams or whatever, but just like like a brightener. I don't know. A brightener. Like a, that's not what it's called. Like a toner. Right, but Rhea has nine hundred million different lotions. Like, my, our, I feel like we need at least one if she's got nine hundred million. She has nine hundred million. Like her night routine mm-hmm. versus my night routine is like I literally just go. I'm ready to go to bed, and I go I'm to bed. Then when she's ready like, to go to yeah. bed, there's a lineup of lotions. It's and there none of and them what are do they in do? sync. She has like hand cream, and then she does another lotion for like body lotion, hand cream, face creams. Uh. F- they're all under cream, under eye cream, and all different scents. Does this like make you more attractive? Is this for your health? Is this for both? It's a like gr- women have a completely different life. Mm. It just doesn't women make have any, a completely different. It doesn't life. make. I'm. I've been trying <laughs> to pay more attention to her nighttime routine. Am I trying take to get away? some tips? Uh, I mean, I'm just in shock. Like, I can go straight to bed. She has. At least fifteen minutes of lotions, and the and the other thing I don't understand about the nighttime routine is they not these lotion companies can't get on the same page and make them all fucking one scent. She has like French baguette as one scent, and then it's like cocoa bean, and this she smells like a fucking Whole Foods market when she comes to bed. Oh my goodness! It's all different scents. You'd think that all the creams <laughs> would get together and be like, we're doing one scent, or they're just like one cream that can do like. Everything, but no. An all-in-one. Well, that was my whole thing. That's going to be an invention today. If we can go to the moon, how do we not invent one cream? Why do we need, like... One cream, one scent. Yeah. Seems like it would make sense. The other thing, in the shower, I have one what are you pump a, bottle. What are you, it's a communist, a man? What are you, are you a communist? Oh, shit. Where's my wedding ring? Uh-oh. Did it fall off? Oh. oh. Rhea, I hope you're not watching. Oh, God. Are you turning into me, losing did things? It, did it slide off with all the lo- new lotion you've been putting on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it off? I actually just felt. I was like, holy shit. I, I, you don't I, know where it is? No, I don't. Is this I hope because, it's at home. Is this because you've been cheating? <laughs> yeah, in here with you, you <laughs> with, with us. PJ, check your butthole. 
Not in there. <laughs> and I just put lotion on it. Yeah. Uh, Should we that's find good. this? No, well, I don't think it's here. It must be at home. I do take it off in the shower because I feel like it could fall off with the soap. But yeah. I was talking about soap, and usually I have a little tick where I like, you know. Well, I hope I find it. I'll find it. Oh, my goodness. But I do the Expensive? foreign one. Did you get a real good no. one or just a regular-ass ring? A regular gold. I mean, it's real gold. It was made with gold schlagers. <laughs> yeah? 100% gold schlager? 100% gold schlager. I got five <laughs> bottles of gold schlager. I'd be petrified to wear one. It's still a drop in the bucket of what her whole setup was. Yeah. You know, they have the diamond and everything. Just a regular gold band is not that expensive in the hundreds of dollars. If I ever get married, I don't know what I'm going to do because I lose so many things. I'd be so... I guess I need to get insurance. You just have to keep it on your body. Like how I left these red earmuffs here from the last show, I, no joke, probably go through 20 earmuffs a winter. Oh, yeah, for sure. And those earmuffs have been in probably 10 podcasts for sure. Yeah. Um, well, some people don't take the ring off. I take it off in the shower because it's like... I feel like my body, well, everyone's body, like, constri like if it's humid, it, mm -hmm. you expand. And I just don't want the ring to fall off in the shower, and then it goes down the drain. You're just fucked. You're completely fucked if That's it goes like down the drain. I would do. So I'm, I'm too nervous to have it in the shower, so I take it off in the shower and then put it back on. But I must have forgot. That's my thought. I must have forgot it in the You've in never the lost, oh, now I'm going to jinx you, but, like, you are the opposite of me. You, like, do not lose things. I don't lose things because I have a place for them. Like, my wallet, my keys... No matter where I've lived my that's whole life, they always me. go in the same place. Have a place. <laughs> and that's just, it. just, when I come home, they just go there. I came to your apartment the other day. It's, nothing has a place. I'm working on the that, place where your you know, keys I'm, work, go, I'm working on that. The place where your keys should go, and maybe even your wallet. I, when I came to the apartment yesterday, there was literally an empty bottle of maple syrup. <laughs> Rob was like, why are, are your clothes in our kitchen cabinets? You have clothes in the kitchen cabinets? Well, we have a lot of kitchen cabinets, which is nice, but I have one where my clothes are. Do you say clothes? Clothes. How do you say it? Clothes. You said clothes. You're and just I'm... trying to tie me into the bad pronunciation of things. No. Because you're mispronouncing I'm an something idiot. last time. I'm an idiot, but you definitely said What was the word that you clothes. couldn't say last time? Drawing? Drawing. <laughs> Try you... to say it again. What, what, what do you call shirts? You sound like what do you call shirts? A hamper full of what? Clothes. <laughs> I, I heard the th there, but you definitely the first one. It was you definitely clothed. We'll go to Instagram. I put D in there. Yeah, clothes, mm. which I think is a new New England thing. Hang out too many foreign people, maybe, or maybe it's a New England thing. Clothes. Hey ma, you do hey, the laundry. Come down here, chief. <laughs> but some people just keep their wedding ring on forever. Like my sister's husband, I I don't think he takes it off, but it's so tight on his finger. It looks like someone's like strangling someone. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it looks like it's about to burst. That's what I would need, so I wouldn't lose it. Yeah, but it's a uh, metaphorical ring. Right now? No, no, his because it's strangling. Oh yeah, he's being no. strangled by his by his know, sister. By my sister. <laughs> by his sister. I took I took a leap for I don't think my, for a bit. <laughs> Didn't work. I don't think my sister could strangle anyone. She's pretty weak. <laughs> no, no, she's too nice. To Rhea do that. has no upper body strength either. No, no, she doesn't like pump iron. No, no, <laughs> she has zero upper body body strength. But she would tell you that. Mm. She sometimes tells me that. Like, try to squeeze me as hard as you can, and it's, like, literally embarrassing. It's like, ugh, oh my <laughs> you can goodness. barely feel it. No. No upper body strength. She's not an Equinox doing squats. No. But she can physically kick me. We've already talked about that. She's a, you know she's a black belt in karate? I didn't know that. I do not see that at all. I don't see that at all that either. She'd but... probably be the last person I'd pick to be a black belt in karate, but. 
Yeah. You're saying she could kick our ass. No, because I don't think she she couldn't mentally kick our ass, but she can high kick. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to do it. High kick's important. Yeah, she can high kick. Hmm. She should have been a lawyer. She would have been a good lawyer. Yeah? She's great at arguing. <laughs> Most ladies are, though. She's good at the mental karate. Mental karate. She's A+. Plus. She's been a black belt since birth. But... You don't really do you do you think you argue with your mom or your dad? You never argue with your parents, do you? I always argue with my mom. I never argue with my dad. Always since you were a kid? Yeah. And there's no winning against a Filipino mother. There's no way to defeat her. So you always lose. She's like, yeah, she's like Bowser in Mario, <laughs> only I don't win. There's no winning. What was the last argument you got into with your mom? I could have like I, pro- I think I like drank her water or something. <laughs> what did she say? He ate you, bad boy. Drink my water. She doesn't talk like that at all. <laughs> She's lived in America for seventy-five years, but <laughs> in my mind, that's what it sounds like. So, so she comes into the room, give the give the full argument. What does she start with? She like still gets mad at me for like if my room is messy when I'm home, but I'm like I don't live there. <laughs> like clean up now. I'm like mom, like I don't live here. She's like, mm, bad boy. Sock on floor. <laughs> like, mom, those are your socks. I don't live here. This is your. You this turn is this into a literally gym. your shirt, mom. It's like an extra small purple turtleneck. Doesn't she still ground you when you go home? Yeah. If you have like an Asian parent, you have a curfew. Even if you don't live there, no matter how old you are, she's like, she always says you gallivant. If you've like a fil- if anyone who's Filipino, like the word gallivanting is like very big. Like you're gonna go gallivanting. I'm like, mom. <laughs> What? I'm like in my 30s. I've lived, I haven't lived at home since I was like 23. She's like, You come home in 20 minutes. I'm like, Mom, that would be nine o'clock. She's like, 9 15 latest. I'm like, God damn. So she's all real. Like, that you, anyone with like, and my dad, he's like, he's, you know, he was born here. His family's been here forever. He's like, Oh, okay, I'll see you in a few days, PJ. Like, <laughs> it com- could not be more different parenting style. You, you go it could not be more dinner. different. He says, I'll see you in a few days. I'm like, Dad, I'm going out with my friends. And my and he's like, if my mom's like out of town, she's like, he's like, okay, do you need some money? I'm like, great. And mom's like, mm, too late. I'm like, Mom, it's literally 7 p.m. What is this fascination with the word gallivanting? I don't know. I swear to God, every Filipino mother loves to tell their kid they're gallivanting, whether they're 10 or they're 40. So if you come home past curfew, you're 36 years old. I'm gallivanting. What does she do? What's your punishments in your mid-30s? Lots of yelling, possibly some asanilas, which are flippers being thrown at you. Asanilas? That sounds Spanish. Is that Spanish? No, in Spanish, I think they're chanclas. What the fuck are you talking about? It's the same concept. Uh, What's the word again? Sanilas in my mom's dialect. Sanilas? So my mom speaks a dialect from the Philippines, which isn't the main language. Tagalog is the main language there, but a lot of people speak English. But she speaks a dialect called Ilongo, which maybe a few million people in the world speak, and 90% of them in the Philippines. So whenever we go out, my mom will just blatantly talk shit about people, knowing that there's essentially a 0% chance. Well, who's she talking to? She'll just, like, make fun of people. She's but like, do you understand it? I can understand it, yeah. You understand the language? Does yeah. your dad? Uh, he understands all the swears. <laughs> he understands all the swears. So she'll just. So she's talking to people, you and your dad, who don't even fully understand her. I can understand. I understand most of what she's saying. Really? But you can't speak it. No. And she so, would always just talk to me. And sandals are called salidas. They're called called um, sanilas. Sanilas, and she throws them at you. I mean, she did when I was younger. 
If you came home late. She hit my friend once by accident. I came home. <laughs> I came home my front door. My poor neighbor, Pat, who lived down the street, she's like, PJ, you out too late. And then she threw <laughs> the Sanilas at me. I ducked and then it hit my friend, Pat. And he was, was, he was really scared of my mom afterwards. Anyone with a fob, what is it, a foreign... Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat parent will can relate to this. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, none of this. So I had a very interesting upbringing. Very big dichotomy. I don't know if it's like a fob thing or like, I don't know, uh, Rhea's Indian, obviously, but it's like such an emphasis on I'm always getting yelled at on not setting up doctor's appointments. And and uh, it's like such a big... There, there's so much emphasis on going to the doctor and the doctor's always right. And, and if a normal person needs to go to the doctor once a year, like mm -hmm. I feel like Rhea will go 15 times a year. Oh my and God. she's always telling her parents, you got to go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go for a walk. They, they love the doctor. They love the well, doctor. Mostly because I think they're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> go see your cousins. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're Indian, so. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. I got yelled at. She, she ended up making my doctor's appointment. Nice. She was like, did you make your doctor's appointment for the last month? Did you make your doctor's appointment? Did you make your doctor's appointment for a physical? That's nice. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I you know. It's the last thing. I'm not even thinking about it. And then yesterday, I get an email from, uh, I didn't even know the name of my health insurance company. <laughs> she found out and made my appointment for me. You're lucky. Yeah. So I got that. Now I have They're to go do that. They're being married. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me do blood work. I would never do any of these things. If I was single, I would never really? go to the doctor. I'd never get blood work. No. No? No. I only go to the doctor when I'm, like, if I don't feel good, which is a I very white I feel like a lot thing. of people are like that. That's a very white way of thinking of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? You go to the doctor if you feel sick. But not in, in Indian culture, you go to the doctor because it's like a Tuesday. <laughs> if it was up to her, I'd probably get blood work done once a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my mom is very strict with, like, all that stuff, so I'm... Um, I like I was the only I went to like I had like a lot of different types of schools that I went to, but my high school was like predominantly white. So like all my friends are like, Well, my curfew's like four AM. I'm like, mine is like eight thirty. So like I was always the first one to to go home. What was I, your high school cur curfew? I mean realist by the time I was like a junior or senior it was like eleven, but that was like way too early because we were you know, everyone was my friends were all trying to go to party and stuff and I'm like, I wanna stay out <laughs> and my dad would show up because he's like old and like a little red Volvo, like, oh, hey. mom wants you home. Like, um, PJ, it's time to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, mom says you have to be home now. He'd show <laughs> up like driving like this because he was, I mean, my dad's 87. So, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. I want to end the show with one top five and then we'll get out of here. Um, I want to do a top five with you, see if we can guess them. And it's been fun. We've been doing this on the show. So we're going to do a top five. I thought this would be because you, you used to work in the travel business. You used mm -hmm. to be a travel agent. So I thought this yeah. would be up your alley. So, cool. uh, Mike, if it would be possible, let's see if we can, oh, Nicolette, if we can pull up um, the top five tourist destinations in the United States. Top five most visited cities in the United States. Is this going to be another one of those like screw you ones where it's like? No, I don't think <laughs> like so. Like the other ones were like Albuquerque, New Mexico is number two. Like, would you so. want like places or like cities? Because there's like uh, there's oh, like cities. locations cities. that are like this attraction. Or are you talking about top five? Top five most visited cities in the United States. Okay. I feel like this one is actually might actually not be a trick. 
Because no, the other ones we did were like top five causes of death in like no, London. No, but that's like, fucking Ethan who did that. <laughs> top five most visited yeah. cities in the United States. Let me know when you have it pulled up, and then we'll go rapid fire, and you just say if it's on the list or not. Okay, so I'm going to say, do you want thetravel.com, or do you want World of Wonderlust? Because those are the two that are given to me. Travel.com seems a little more legit. Thetravel.com. Okay, here we go. This is the top five most visited cities in the United States by guessing. Let's see if we can figure it out. PJ, you get first guess. Oh, well, I gotta go with where we are now. New York's gotta be there. New number York. two, New York. Number City. two, New York. Two. Number two. What? I'm gonna go Las Vegas. Las Vegas is number six. Unfortunately, it did not Ooh. crack the top five. I'm I'm actually shocked. New York's not number one. Um, Los Angeles, number four. Los Angeles, California. Miami. Miami's number eight. Wow. What? Wow. Uh, Chicago. Chicago's number three. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Wow. I'm beating you, Jiggy. Boston. Not even Boston. on the top ten. How are we missing I'm from Boston. One? I'm like, who wants to visit Boston? <laughs> You're missing one and five. So far, we Next have... Next one. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... <gasps> Orlando. Boom. Number one. Yes. No way. Uh... Our old home... Okay, now we need number Orlando five. Orlando is more visited than one. New York City? Yeah, it's the power of the mouse, baby. That's insane. It's the mouse and the conventions. True. The power of the, the mouse. The invention center. Did I ever tell you that? Uh. I was driving with uh, my old teammate, Ryan. He's one of my good friends. We were driving by the Orlando Convention Center, and it's a massive building. And he's like, oh, my God, what is that building? He never saw it before. I'm like, dude, that's the Orlando Convention Center. And he paused, and he looked at me, and he goes... The Invention Center? <laughs> you're, you're a fucking idiot. How does New York have three airports and Orlando only has one? Well, Orlando Airport's a shit Airport show. Airport size has nothing makes... to do with the number of visitors. I guess you could drive, right? Well, it has more residents. It's, it crushes on residents. Right. But that has nothing to do with visitors. I can't, Orlando we still need over number five. New York. Oh. Um, this one's a bit of a curveball. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed I have, this. A, I have an idea. Go. San Francisco. No. <laughs> That's what I would say, just because of the population. Uh, we already said L.A. D.C.? No D.C. Atlanta? Nope. See, this one's a bit of a, this one's a tough one. You weren't far off geographically from San Francisco, I'll say that. Anaheim? No, that's San Diego? Cool. No, no, wrong state. Seattle, Portland? Seattle, Washington, number five. That's surprising. Wow, that's very surprising. <sighs> so let's, could give me the top five. We have Orlando, New York. Chicago, Chicago, L.A., LA Seattle. Seattle. I'm proud of Very you, Orlando, our old home. We did pretty good on that one. We did pretty good. That was the best one we ever had. And with that, I think we're going to be out on episode 12. Thanks to Big Mike on the ones and twos. Of course, DJ PJ, Merci the one beaucoup. and only here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Lucky number 13 coming at you next time. It's out. Mahalo. Deuces. Deuces.